Welcome to the Love Her Wild podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Carver, and I'm here to talk to you about all things spiritual, manifestation, happily ever after, and creating a life that you love, because I promise you can. Happy New Year! For those of you tuning in on time, today is January 2nd, my one-year anniversary And it is the first podcast of 2023. So welcome to the new year. And let's get ready to have the best year we've ever had. Now last week, I started us out with an overview on the five steps to manifesting a soulmate. And today, quite perfectly serendipitously even, we are jumping in and going in depth on number one, which is healing. And if that's not the perfect New Year's resolution, I don't know what is. Now, this is both the hardest and the most important step when it comes to manifesting a soulmate or really anything else in your life that you are trying to manifest, bring in, bring to fruition. Healing yourself is what is going to set the foundation for the rest of your life. And if you've been here long enough to hear my past episodes, you know that healing is a lifelong journey We are not looking for perfection here. We are looking to get ourselves up to speed, up to date with our healing maintenance. Just like you would get your car up to date in its oil changes, its brake fluid changes, the air filters getting changed out, we are just bringing ourselves to current. Knowing that moving forward, you're going to have to continue to maintain your healing. It's just so much easier once you're up to date. I would go so far as to say that healing my past traumas and working through my junk was the single best thing I've ever done for myself in my life. And not only did it bring me my soulmate, but it has changed the way that I handle any lesson, any struggle moving forward. I had a conversation with Jessica the other day, the medium that I saw throughout my healing journey and continue to see when I feel like I need to get a little extra boost. And she told me that the clients of hers and ours that stick to journaling, that create a practice of journaling every day, see the fastest and most long-lasting results. Now, if you've listened to me on any platform, you know that I preach from the heavens the importance of journaling. But to hear someone that I respect so highly and who completely changed the course of my healing journey agree with me And tell me from her own perspective that not only does it help, it is a drastic difference 
in what she sees happen in her clients. So if you are just embarking on your healing journey, if there are things that you've been pushing aside and shoving deep down for years and years, afraid of opening that closet door because you know there's going to just be a whole pile of stuff that comes crashing down, I urge you to click on the show notes and go get one of my journals. The Love Her Wild journal is for manifesting a soulmate. It takes you step by step through every single thing that I did. They are all prompts that I spent time doing. I wrote on each and every page, each and every prompt in my own blank journal and was able to heal, to thrive, and to successfully manifest my perfect person, my mate in life. And I went through all of those journals and I condensed them and I weeded through all of the prompts and the activities and the manifestation techniques that I used and put all of the most potent, most healing exercises in one place. Now, You've all heard me talk about journaling a million times, so obviously I'm not going to spend an entire podcast episode on healing talking about journaling, but what I will say is this, please, please consider it if you haven't yet. Start with a blank journal, get one of my journals that's prompted so you don't have to think about anything, and give it 10 minutes a day. Do it with a cup of coffee first thing in the morning or right before you go to bed at night. But just give it a shot. If for no other reason than to have a simple 10 minute a day New Year's resolution that's so achievable and literally life changing. Now, what do you heal? That's one of the main questions that I get from my clients, from my listeners, from my followers. What do I even heal? How do I know what needs to be healed? The number one thing across the board that you need to make sure is on point is the love and the worth you hold for yourself. You are in charge of setting the bar for your partner. So if your bar is on the ground, if your self-worth is in the dirt, anybody that comes along, it's easy to be one click ahead of that, one step above dirt level. If your bar is at a one, finding a two seems amazing, but what you deserve is a 10. You are in charge of setting the bar so high That the only person that comes in and raises that bar is your soulmate. You loving yourself. You knowing that you are so worthy of soulmate love is what puts you into the vibration of attracting that love. And this was a fatal mistake I made. The reason I can come here and say this to you is because I made this mistake over and over again. When I got divorced, it was the hardest thing I had ever been through 
to that point in my life. Breaking up with my abusive ex four years, four and a half years later was much harder. But to that point in my life, divorce was the hardest thing I'd ever been through. Rumors were spread about me that weren't true. Friendships ended over things that weren't true. And I had to mourn the loss of not only him, but his family. People that had become my family. Nieces and nephews that I loved more than life itself. A potential future, potential children. A whole potential life that I had to let go. And in doing that, I was desperate for anything to make me feel better. And so I skipped over the healing. I skipped over all of those dark, shadowy places in my soul. And I started dating while my bar was in the mud. My self-worth was nearly non-existent because who in their right mind would be interested in a divorced 30-year-old? I was so far behind the curve. And not only that, I thought that the big red D across my chest meant that I was unworthy. That for some reason, if it didn't work out with him, what was wrong with me then? Why wasn't I good enough to stay married to? And so I went into the dating scene feeling worthless. And what I attracted in was someone who treated me just a little bit better than worthless for a while. And they did everything they could to keep me in my place and make sure that I knew that I had to do everything I could to keep them, that I was so lucky to even have a chance to be with them, that if I made one misstep, I was out of the running. And it didn't matter what they did, because anything they did, they were still ahead of the game. I was still lucky to be with them. And with my bar in the ground, I continued on towards a three and a half year abusive relationship. Now, if I had taken the time to heal, and I had taken the time to recognize my worth as a woman, as a partner, as a friend, as a potential mother in the future, that relationship would have never gone past the first date. I would have seen the flags that I needed to see, and that would have been the end of it. And I would like to think that I wouldn't have even entertained the thought of a date. Being at a higher vibration would have meant that that opportunity didn't even come into my sphere. And so as someone who's been there and done that, I urge you to pause now and do the work. Please heal. Please do not skip to step two and three and four and five. Please start now. 2023 let this be the year that you change the course of your life. So how do you do it? Well, number one, know that you are worth 
your dreams. And how do you do that? Well, ask yourself, when did I start telling myself I wasn't worth it? Was it after my divorce? Was it after this breakup? Was it after three years of being single and not being able to get past a third date? When did I start telling myself that I wasn't worth it? And for me, I was 13. So take it back. Okay, my divorce, I felt not worth it. Push it back further. Can I think of another time? Younger. Yes, I can. Can I think of another time? Younger. Yes, I can. And back and back and back until I hit the wall at 13. And so I started my child, my child self healing then. I want you to write that version of yourself a letter. Like the ghost of Christmas future. I want you to write them a letter and tell them that everything is going to be okay. I want you to write to them as if you are a big sister or an aunt or the much older and wiser version of yourself coming back to say, honey, you are so beautiful and worthy and these boys ain't shit. Life gets so much better, I promise. For me, I talked her through every relationship we ever went through. And by we, I mean my 13-year-old self and now me and every version of me that came in between. I walked her through my first love and the love that came after that and after that, my marriage and why it failed, the soulmate connections I felt whether they turned into a lasting relationship or not, and finally, through my abusive ex. I apologized to her for the times I stayed when I knew that I shouldn't. I apologized for not putting our worth ahead of others. I apologized for not believing uh, in us enough to wait. And then, I burned the letter. I let that shit go. And damn if I didn't feel so much better. And this works for everything. Say your parents got divorced and it's something that you really have a hard time getting through. Write the version of you that was told your parents were getting divorced a letter. And tell her all the reasons why their story doesn't automatically mean that that will be your story. Tell them all the reasons why you are going to wait for the soulmate connection this time because they didn't. And you know it's out there. Whether you were 8 years old or 16 years old or 3 years old, you tell her why you aren't going to make the same mistakes that your parents did. And say, maybe you made some mistakes. We all have. All of us have. We can all look back at our past relationships and pinpoint things that we could have done better. So write it down. Write down all the things that you wish you could have done better. And then, next to it, write a list of all the ways you're going to. I look back at being married. 
And I remember my ex begging me to get off the phone when we would drive places because he wanted to spend time with me. And I looked at the car as a gray zone, a place that I could just sit and scroll because he was focusing on the road and I was there. I was still talking to him, conversing. It didn't count. I wasn't ignoring him. I was still talking. I didn't realize how hurtful that could be. And I look back at all of the times he asked me to put my phone down in the car and talk to him. And I ignored it. And I feel bad. Or I did. So instead of holding that guilt, write it down. Write that person that you wronged in any way a letter and apologize to them. Tell them that you didn't know then, but you know now. And so the only thing that you can do is better moving forward. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. I'm sorry that I didn't notice it then, but I'm going to do better from now on. And then do better. Remember and do your best to make small changes day after day that will equal huge impacts. Say you were the one that cheated on someone in a past relationship. You didn't get cheated on. You did the cheating. And you carry that guilt around with you day by day, just waiting for someone to cheat on you because karma. It doesn't have to be that way. You write them a letter and you write you a letter. Forgive yourself for the things that you could have done better. And do better. Go to therapy. Or go see Jessica. But talk to someone that will help hold you accountable. And might see things in you that you hadn't picked up on. Shoot me an email and let's do a one-on-one. It's incredible to me how many times people will say, Well, I don't really have... A theme. I don't have a type. I don't have a toxic trait that I keep going after. Until I listen to their three most recent relationship stories. And it just glares me right in the face. This is it. This is the trait that repeats. It's not the blonde hair. It's not the job title. It's this characteristic trait. Or it's the way the relationship trends at this point. And they go, holy shit, I never even saw it. It was right in front of me the whole time and I couldn't see it. And that's the thing about talking to people. They see things from a different perspective. And they will expedite your healing process in a way that you could have never expected. Oftentimes... We take advice from people who are close to us. Friends, family, parents. I often remind my clients to take advice from people who have the life they want. Do not take relationship advice from friends who do not have a solid relationship. If you're taking relationship advice from someone... Take it from someone who has a relationship that you hope to emulate someday. If you are taking healing advice from someone who is not working on their healing, 
I would venture to say that maybe that's not the advice that you want to stick to. Find people who have already done what you are trying to do and seek advice and counsel from those people. When you go get your makeup done, you don't walk into the store and just pick anyone. You look at everyone there and say, who has the makeup that is closest to what I am trying to do? Whose makeup looks the best in this store and I want her to do my makeup? Same principle. Now, part of healing is finding joy. And while, yes, you do have to do spring cleaning in your soul and open up those deep, dark closets that you've been ignoring, let that shadow self out, all of the above, you also have to find joy each day. So start doing things that nourish your soul. Find habits that make you happy and feel good. For me, it was a morning meditation routine. I've talked about it a million times here. I would wake up, I'd get on the Peloton and do a 20 or 30 minute ride, get my heart pumping, get my legs moving, and then I would go make myself a cup of coffee, get into my office, light a candle, do my morning meditation routine, open up my journal, and start writing. I'd pick a prompt and just go. Write down anything that came to mind and just write. And at the end, I always felt lighter and happier and more grateful. And all of the things that were plaguing me seemed less heavy somehow, more conquerable, less overwhelming. After a photo shoot at night, I would drive myself to the beach and walk in the water until I felt like stopping. I would play Hertz frequencies in my car anytime I felt anxious. And when I felt sad, I would let the feeling pass all the way through me, honor it. And then I would search for something to be thankful for, whether it was my health or the beautiful pink flowers growing out of the tree that I was walking by, anything that I could focus on for 17 seconds. Because it shows that after 17 seconds of focusing on one positive thought, it leads directly into another positive thought, and so on and so on. Now, that's not to say that I didn't allow myself to be sad or angry or mad, because shit happens, periods happen, hormones happen, and when you're going through a breakup or a hard time, it's hard. So part of it was allowing myself to feel all the way through the feeling. Cry until I was done crying. But I then allowed it to fully go. Pass through you like a wave. It doesn't come to you and stick and settle. It passes all the way through your body and continues on. I know it all seems hard and it seems like you can do it while in a relationship with someone new. 
You can do it while you're on Hinge. You can do it while you're on Bumble. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you can't. You can do whatever you want. Girl, this is your life. But what I will say is that if you heal on your own, just to maintenance level, just to the point where your car is ready to hit the road, your vibration will be so high that you aren't going to have so many failures to wade through in the dating pool. You're not going to have to kiss as many frogs before you find a prince. You just won't. It's like when you're writing an essay or a book report. You know how the teachers always try and force you to do an outline? I never did. And by never, I mean most of the time I didn't because it just felt like a wasteful step. It was annoying. I didn't feel like doing it. The groundwork was just stupid. I didn't want to have to do it. One, two, three, A, B, C. I didn't want to. And so I would struggle through the essay writing process and inevitably it would take me longer than it would have if I started with an outline and then moved to the essay like they told me to. Healing is the outline. Healing is the ABC, one, two, three. I promise you that the three or four months that you take doing this alone now is going to speed up the rest of your process tenfold. If I had started dating right out of my abusive relationship, I would have just spent more time on pointless dates ignoring the things that needed to be worked through and not only that it would have been so much easier to fall back into an old habit an old trigger an old red flag that i could never just seem to ignore until you are sure-footed in who you are how much you're worth and what you're not willing to settle for Just wait. So step one is healing. Now, you are going to continue your healing process once you start dating. Once you find your person, once you get married. I'm still doing it right now. Do things still trigger me sometimes? Yeah, because I'm a human. Do I still have to journal? Yes. And guess what? All of these things just better prepare you for all of the other stuff that comes so if you're married already if you're like brooke i'm still listening which i don't even know why i'm still listening to this episode because i have a whole ass husband or a whole ass wife know that healing now is still important because it's going to change the way that you parent it's going to change the way that you auntie or uncle it's going to change the way that you handle life lessons that get thrown at you for the rest of your life it affects your perspective on this existence So at any point in your journey, step one is the most important. Start. Heal. Even if you're married. Even if you have a person. Heal. I've seen too many friends skip this step and fall right back into the same habit. Fall right back into a two or three year detour with the wrong person only to come back up later and say, why did I waste so much time? 
It's because you weren't ready yet. Healing is the training for the marathon. You don't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to go run a marathon today. Chances are, if you did that, and you weren't prepared, and you hadn't done the training, your marathon is going to take double or triple as long. And that's if you even finish. If you don't have to pull out of the race because of a sprained ankle, muscle cramps, extreme fatigue. But if you put in the time before the race to practice, to train, to mobilize, to fuel your body properly, to mentally prepare for the journey ahead, that marathon is going to be a breeze. Dare I say enjoyable. And you are not even going to have to face some of the challenges that someone would who had not prepared. Sprained ankle? I don't think so. Extreme fatigue? Who is she? We don't know her. So as you embark on a new year, the best time to start out with a fresh blank slate, open up a new journal, brand new. I don't care if you're not all the way through your old one, start a new one, buy mine, go get a blank one. I don't care. Start a brand new, fresh journal and get yourself up to date in your healing. Start today. How do you know when you're ready to move to the next step? You'll know. And some of the steps get to be done simultaneously. Focusing on the things that you want in a partner gets to be done simultaneously. But those things don't become clear until you start seeing yourself the way others see you. Focusing on positive thoughts and feelings, taking action, being open to possibilities, trusting the process, all of those other steps happen simultaneously. So don't worry. You're not going to be stuck on step one for months and months and months alone. Or maybe you will, but either way, it's going to put you way further ahead. I promise I did it. And look where I am here. I'm on my one year anniversary. I have a whole last husband for one whole year today. One year ago today, I got married to the love of my life at 34 years old. And today at 35, I am so fucking grateful that I took the five months to heal alone or six months to heal alone before even opening an app because it put me light years ahead. So, What do you want January 2024 to look like? Do you want to be listening to this podcast over again because you feel like you're in the same place? Or do you want to look back on your year and say, holy shit, I don't even know who that girl was Monday, the 2nd, 2023. I don't even know her anymore. We have grown so much. I have a whole last boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever. Who knows? Timelines are crazy. You don't know what can happen in a year. In one year's time, I went from healing to meeting my soulmate to getting engaged to being married. One year. So you set your sights on the person you want to be on January 2nd, 2024. 
and you start moving towards being that person today. Who is she? What would future you do? There's your answer. My number one goal at the time was healing and finding my partner in life because I felt like I had wasted too much time already. I want babies. I want a family. And now I'm 35 whole years old. We got to get to moving. You know what I'm saying? So if you're asking me next year, January 2nd, 2024, I want to be coming to you with a baby in my arms or a really, really pregnant belly recording podcasts, telling you that I'm not sure when my water's going to break, but it's coming any second. That's my year. What's yours? You ready to do this? None of this one month and fall off the wagon bullshit. No, we're going to start small and we're going to stick to it. Number one, heal, get your journal, start five minutes a day. You can do that. You can do anything for five minutes a day. Start with five and then in a week, make it six minutes and then seven. And soon you're going to be doing it without even thinking about it. You're going to be asking yourself the hard questions and better yet, maybe you and I are going to be having one-on-one conversations. I'm going to be nudging you towards the things that you need to work through, getting you closer and closer to the point where you find your person. Talk to me, talk to a therapist, whatever feels right to you, start there, but start. I cannot wait to see what you do this year because we're going to do it together. I'm not going anywhere. Have a great start to the year, you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Love Her Wild podcast. If today resonated with you in any way, shoot me a comment. Tell me how you feel. I'd love to help if I can. And if you think that this would resonate with any of your friends, share away because I'm trying to reach as many of you as I possibly can. Go make your life great.